Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Welcome to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast, Tabor Alberto's most popular podcast on the planet, I may add. Speaking of Tabor, we'll see you in Tabor, March uh, March 8th, March 8th, heading back home. Anyways, uh, before we get the show started here, it's going to be a great show, a wonderful show. Uh, upcoming dates uh, this weekend, January 25th, this Thursday when this episode drops, Kindersley, Saskatchewan, January 26th, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I would hop on tickets right away. There's very limited left, even for the late show, uh, early show sold out. January 27th, uh, early show, only four tickets left. And late show, there are tickets, uh, a good a good chunk, but I imagine they will go fast. Uh, for January 27th, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, early and late show. February 4th, we're in Edmonton, Alberta. February 9th and 10th, Thunder Bay. February 16th and 17th, Niagara Falls. February 22nd, Fredericton. February 22nd uh, and 24th, St. John, New Brunswick. February 25th, Halifax. <laughs> Halifax. Uh, February 29th to March 2nd in Winnipeg, March 16th in Drumheller, uh, British Columbia, March 24th in Vancouver, British Columbia, March 29th to the 31st, Ottawa, Ontario, April 5th, Toronto, Ontario, April 11th, Hinton, Alberta, April 12th, Rocky Mountain House, April 13th, Drayton Valley. Uh, shows are selling out. Wow. Uh, big, big, big ups. Big ups, man. To uh, all the lovely, fine folks that are out there that uh, follow this show, follow online, do all that. Uncle Hug, hey, Danger Cats. Wow. <laughs> Fuck. Great show ahead of us today. As always, you know, I feel your head full of shit because that's what we do these days. We don't tell the truth. I got to make everything seem like big, elaborate. I got to be a YouTuber, you know. I got to really be really accentuate or or, or exaggerate um, the emotions that that surround this show and the the people that come to it for um, an escape uh, maybe a laugh, you know, there's couples that listen to this show. Apparently how, fu- how fucked is that marriage? You know, how fucked is your marriage? You're coming here for entertainment. Unreal. Unreal. Can you imagine, Can you imagine listening to this with your old lady. <laughs> Ew. Why would you ever want to do something with your wife and enjoy something? <laughs> Ew. That's not cool. That's not cool. You should be divorced three times by the age of 32. What are you, what are you on? I'm on that 2024 shit, you know? I got kids with different mamas, you know what I'm saying? It is wild. Uh, many things to talk about. Free speech in Canada uh, was exposed quite nicely with Mr. Dana White over the weekend from uh, the UFC that took place in Toronto, Ontario. Before we get into that, though, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Pat Pitlick. Uh, I've had the pleasure of training with this gentleman a few times up here in Edmonton. He's back in Ontario. Uh, he fought on a unified card. On I, I, I don't know the number, but he fought on the unified card that was on the Friday prior to the UFC that took place. Um, you can catch those on uh, UFC Fight Pass. But Mr. Pitlick uh, had the pleasure of dicing somebody up in front of the man himself, Dana White and Matt Sarah, a few other UFC legends in the crowd. So it was, it's great. Uh, great dude. Great fighter. Phenomenal kickboxer. Good friend. Uh, so shout out to Mr. Pat Pitlick. Uh, I hope the UFC knocks on your door. You deserve it more than anybody I know. And it would be great to see another one of my friends, uh, you know, um, take a stab in the big leagues. Phenomenal knockout. He looked good. Looked sharp. I didn't get to watch the whole fight, but like 
he pieced that fella up in front of some uh, eyeballs that uh, needed to see it, and I hope that his career flourishes from here. Uh, that's that's truly from the bottom of my heart. I, wa- I, I love when the fucking fellas are on top, you know what I mean? I like when the boys are doing their damn thing. I don't even give a fuck anymore. What what what? I just get. I I've I've I noticed that. Ah, uh, uh, fucking! I don't know what it was. Maybe like COVID and all the the horse shit. You know, I also surround myself with like information that's like all the time. You know, you're. I'm always looking for fucking things for the shows, things to talk about with uh, stand up or whatever it may be, and it's a lot of like disheartening information that you're taking in and it does like it does take a toll on your psyche and your your overall being when you're constantly consuming this bad information and so i've 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 like i've had to like become aware of it you know becoming self-aware at this age sucks i want to be young i want to be free i want to not care you know what i mean like seeing kids that are politically motivated now is like it, it there's good and bad there's pros and cons with it because in my youth you know uh it was it was nothing past uh just keeping a job just keeping a job life was okay right as long as i had money for um the bar that weekend so that way i could attempt to you know, peacock a little bit in the local taverns to try and get a piece of pussy, you know, with flashy clothing. I was one of those douchebags that wore Ed Hardy as a youth, you know, in my 20s, Ed Hardy rolled around. I think everybody dived into the douchey Ed Hardy era. If you didn't, you, you're you a questionable being, you know what I mean? Like you had to be a little bit of a, a trend follower, you know, it's tough to like, in your youth, you should be influenced a little bit. You know, you should, you, you should look back now and see like that was gay. A lot of things that you do in your youth, you should look back at, at like at the age of 33, I should look at 23 and be like, you were fucking gay, dude. Like if I could go back in time, I'd be fucking making, I'd be making fun of myself, like to my face. You are gay, you know? Same thing that the older generation needs to do to the younger generation. We're too passive, I think. That's in, and they get away with much more. And we try to, but then there's like, it's a lot of like temper tantrum type reactions to words that are being said. And I'm not saying all kids are like that. You know, you can't just generalize a whole group of youth due to like, the morons being the loudest, you know, it's it, when you're at a, like a, a social event, hockey game, wherever it may be, there's always somebody who has to be the center of attention. And you almost, you got to, you know, be able to decipher, be able to, to decipher those folks. And I don't think we do that. We just like to generalize because it's easier. You know, it's easier. The youth these days are a little fucked up. I mean, look at me when I was younger. You know, I was wearing Ed, Ed Hardy and all that. That's gay. That's gay. And I'm not all kids are like that. A lot of kids, I don't think, like the whole woke, uh, Zzer, Zim, Zim, Zelabim shit, you know. But we generalize because it's easier. So then it's easier to say, you're a fucking little woke retard, aren't you? You know, and it's like, no, no, I'm not. I don't know where I was going with this rant, but it's just like, these are things that are stored inside my head. You know, you look at your youth and, and, uh, you know, you got to come to like the realization now, like I'm, I'm getting older, right? I've been on the internet now for fucking seven years and, I'm looking older. I'm feeling older. Uh, Health-wise, I feel all right. Sleep, you know, when people talk about sleep, in in you you cross this bridge, and I don't know what it is. I don't know what happens to the body, but it just rejects like a good amount of sleep, you know. And I don't know what happens. And, and, and like, is this podcast really come to the degree? Is it, has it fallen off so hard that you're talking about sleep? I'm just, no, I'm talking about the body. 
and how it just rejects things, you know? It's like booze. And I know a lot of people like to share, you don't even drink anymore. It's because I fucking, dude, you don't think I want to? You don't think I want to? I'm not fucking 26 anymore. Not 25. My recovery is shit. 33? If I go pound piss like I did when I was 25, dude, I'd be digging my own grave. I'd dig my own grave. I'd have a foot in that motherfucker. And I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens there. There's got to be a fucking study or some shit, you know? There's got to be something out there that can just tell me, like, listen, this is what happens to your body when you get a little bit older, right? Shit happens. And, like, I respect, a small amount of me respects those that can go out and hammer down like a bottle of whiskey and recover so quickly from it. I can't. I can't. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have that gene, you know? Like, I don't have that in me. I'd love to just be a full-blown piss bag. I would love that. But a lot of things fall off the rails. And some of them up on it. And I might get back on them. But the piss. The piss. Why aren't you drinking anymore, cuz, brother? It fucking stings. I gotta pay. I can't. I got to be a general now. Before I was a foot soldier. Beer, beer, shot, bam, bam. Now I'm a general. I got to shot call a little bit and be like, yep. All right, right here is where I get involved. I'm getting in the mix. I'm getting in the shit. I'm going to be knee deep in the piss with the soldiers. I'm going to be out in the field, boots on, gat in hand, ready to take down the enemy. And that enemy is Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, you know. Can't think of any other names that are like almost human names associated with another liquor, but you get where I'm going. I'm going to attack them on the forefront and I'll take that on, you know, but I couldn't do, I couldn't do three days, especially like with travel and having to get up, drive to the next city, fucking pound the piss up, do it again. I could not do that. I don't know anybody fucking that could do that. You don't want to party with us? No. Brother. I barely, I barely want to hang out with myself. You know? I barely, I, I barely, I barely have the energy to get up and go chase sniz. You know what I mean? It's great to look at. I finally understand like the old dog, you know, like you young ladies just need to shut the fuck up. Okay. You got to shut the fuck up. Just like perverts look. We're just looking. It's window shopping. We're window shopping. We're not trying to buy. We want to talk to you for like 30 to 40 seconds. Just hear what your voice sounds like. So that way you can imagine things in your head. You just want to create scenarios in your head. It's over. You know, the male ego is a, it is a very, I know like oh, men are stupid, you know, but the male ego is, is, is very complicated and also simple at the same time, you know? Cause in your head, it, it's like, what do you want? You want pussy, money, things, you know, you want to conquer land. You want to own shit. You want a house, you know, that stretches over 35 acres. You know, these are the things that we dream of as men. We think about these things, you know, you want to be surrounded by young women, and stacks of cash, pussy, just staring at you. You know, you like, you look over, oh, there's a, there's a hole looking at my eyeballs. You know, my retinas are burning right now. Just looking at all this young hole around me. You know, that's why, that's why when guys like Andrew Tate rise to fame, we like, we fawn over these beings because they have what we in our head think that we're supposed to have, right? And the male ego gets in the way and be like, I could have that too. If only I learned Facebook marketing ads. If only I could sell junk to dipshits and information that can be bought for $4.99 in any bookstore. But I can convince them that they need a monthly subscription and I get millions of these idiots on board. I can also have this lifestyle that he has acquired. 
You know, I could have whores rubbing themselves down on webcams as well. (laughs) But then there comes a time too where, you know, like if you can accept your fate, your reality, and you just want to window shop, you look at, you know, you're searching around, you get in areas, you know, I'd imagine guys, you go to the local tavern, right? There's always like a young piece of sniz that comes walking in and it's a showstopper looking piece of ass, right? It, it fucking, whoa, what are you doing here? And it doesn't need to be, you know, we're not talking like Hollywood models. We're not talking Hollywood actresses, you know, like just a good looking girl that stands out in a sea of sevens, you know, that just stands out in a sea of sevens. And you're like, oh, you know, and, and when I say that, I mean, like, We're talking small towns. We're talking small cities. Just somebody that walks in and just grabs your attention right away. And not just your attention, many of the others that are there as well. And you, you all recognize like, yes, we recognize that that, that right there that walked in is gorgeous to look at. And, and now on the contrary, in those other, in, in, in her shoes, you know, it's very awkward to walk in and everybody's looking at you, but own it for a second. Will you quick complain? Men are perverts. Yes, we are. We have this, we have this chemical in our body called testosterone that causes the male brain to react differently when we see things and we smell things. When we smell the scent of a woman, it's like, you know, it, it, it causes a reaction that I cannot describe. You know, it, the best way is like on Finding Nemo when the sharks are not trying to eat the fish and they're trying to go vegan, right? And then one of them bumps their nose, Dory bumps her nose. And then that one just gets a straight shot of blood to the mainframe. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, you know, that's like the, that, that cheap body spray that you guys wear from like a local IDA or a shopper's drug mart, that cheap body spray that every girl used to hose herself down with in high school, that triggers something. So when you're walking around and you, you know, all these young beings, we spent our whole youth inhaling this fucking fume into our head as our nuts are dropping and things are changing and I'm, I'm finding like a physical attraction to the, all the ladies that are around me, right? That's the scent that hits us in the nose. Just like those goddamn sharks on Finding Nemo. And so when you get a hit of that in your late 30s, you're just like, geez, Louise, holy hell, I feel young again. It's like, it's like, it's cocaine for perverts is what it is. It's just straight up cocaine for perverts. When you get a shot of that fucking cheap ass body spray from the London drugs. And it's unfair. That we have to contain that, you know, we just want to get a sniff, move on. We'll talk about you. We'll talk about your outfit and how it outlines the curves. But that's just, hey, take it as a compliment, will you? Too much complaining. (laughs) Ugly guys talk like fucking hot guys too. What do you think? We're all just, we're all different. Oh, he's different. Shut up. The only reason is he's different is because he had three, he had fucking three booster shots and he got the autism now in his fucking late twenties. That's why he's different. You know, prior to COVID, he was chasing you around and then he got three boosters. Now he wants to play Yu-Gi-Oh cards with his friends. Leave him be. He'll come back around. Maybe the fourth one will straighten him out. You know, that's what I'm noticing about myself these days. I got to, I got to accept my fate. I'm walking into the sunset a little bit here. I got to accept that, you know, young 22 year old trim is not looking at me being like, yeah, that's, that's the dog right there. That's, that's the, the lead pack or that's the lead wolf of the pack right there. That's the one. Let me ride his face until his fucking mustache falls off. You know, that ain't happening. And you just gotta, you gotta accept that. But there's nothing wrong with taking a look. <laughs> this is this is this is exactly why I have a difficult time getting into places that uh, uh, are perceived as as woke, or they have uh, guidelines and stipulations on uh, words that should be said. You know, on 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 certain things that should or should not be said. Right? This is what puts I put my own roadblocks in front of me because I talk like this. 
And that's fine. I accept, again, I accept my reality, you know, but I just feel like men talk like this in general. Now, I just do it by myself or with the in-studio audience, right? I do it with them and I just speak my brains. It's all in the moment. It's all real, you know? And, and somehow we have been reserved to like dark corners of society to speak like this but amongst men. And now I do it on a public forum. And all it takes is the wrong person to hear it. And I'm, I'm perceived as an asshole. But in reality, all of us really, that, especially the guys that listen to this, especially the guys that listen to this, you get four or five of us around, we're going to talk about the same things that I'm talking about right now. Okay, and if you don't believe me, you can go kiss my fucking ass, because if I took, let's say, let's say one day we'll do a little science project, right? We'll we'll go to a local tavern. We'll grab a a fucking 10 and let her walk into that bar and we'll see every head in there snap and give us just a glimpse, just a glimpse. And then you you pick you, you got to time your shots. You know what I mean? This is mental boxing. You can't just go around and you can't walk up to her and look down her shirt, right? You got to wait for a moment. Maybe she's playing pool and you do a little glance over your shoulder and you get a get a shot down Main Street, the cleavage, right? She's bent. Oh, uh, it's from the bat. You get, you get the butt. You see the butt. And these are just things that we do. We can't hide that. It's, I'm tired of trying to run away from it. I'm sprinting towards it these days. You know what I mean? It's impossible. I can't, I can't contain it anymore. I, I, I've also noticed too, like I, I highly recommend this. Okay. I'm going to be serious for just a moment here. All that other junk is like, take it for what it is. Take it for what it is. It's just me speaking my fucking mind and what I think, you know, what I, th- how I think we are, how I think we are as human beings, you know, but I highly recommend this. If if you're feeling like, you know, I got to be off the sauce for a little while. I do. I have to. I can't. I can't put that beast. Uh, or I can't unleash that beast in the midst of like working with two other gentlemen while on the road. I, Brett, Brett and Sam could not ha- handle drunk uncle. There's no way. There's no way in hell. If I unleash that demon on them, they've gotten a glimpse. They've gotten a glimpse. They've seen like the, the short transformation of, you know, Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde. They've never gotten full on Mr. Hyde. I haven't brought him out in a while. He's in the, he is, he's bottled on the shelf. We're putting the potion away for a little while. We can't have that guy out. He's a maniac. There's footage. You can go back into the archives of the Danger Cats channel. I'm not ashamed of it. In fact, I think it's funny now, but after you, you know, you put that out there and you realize like, holy Christ, holy hell, that guy is a fucking demon. That's a demon on the loose right there. But (laughs) But I highly recommend this. I recommend, you know, take a little time off the sauce, not, not entirely, and just do some form of exercise. Do so, because I, uh, you know, when, when I was younger, I took these testosterone boosting pills, and what a mistake that was. Would it help now? But uh, I, I recommend some form of exercise. If you're feeling down, you're feeling in the dumps, um, not that I, you know, you can tell me to go fuck myself. That's fine. But I, I recommend that if, if you're feeling a bit blue, you know, seasonal depression is settling in. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Nothing like a good breakup to get you in shape. But uh, just go to, go and exercise, anything. Go for a walk. And I know, oh, where the fuck would I go? Then go chop wood in the backyard. Go chop wood. Do something that makes you feel like a fucking man. Cause I've been, uh, I've been going in and I've been strength training again and just going in and trying to push as much weight as I possibly can while I'm in there for the hour that I set aside every day. That's my me time, you know, going to back to the gym and moving some weight 
and uh, trying to be a, a bit of a mutant these days, you know, uh, and I feel great. And I think that's what sparked this uh, testosterone boost in my body. And I'm seeing things, you know, before I just kind of have my head down a little bit and ignore society and not kind of, I didn't want to partake a little bit, but I've noticed like my mood has changed. Um, prior, I, I was very short, very snappy. You know, it's difficult to uh, be positive because you're consuming this information and, and all the other horse shit like I listed prior. But uh, you, I've noticed a change in mood, a change in my body. You know, like I feel like, you know, you're, 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 you're looking at fucking, you just see a titty. You just see a titty, a concealed titty. And it's cold up here in Canada right now. So all the titties are concealed. And even your x-ray testosterone vision is just like, I wonder what that fucking thing looks like. You know what I mean? What's it look like bent over from the back? You know, you, you fucking, ah. And then you got to control that again. So it's like having all this you know, build up and it feels good. Yeah. So I recommend young guys, old guys, whoever's listening to this, you know, set aside just a half an hour, a half an hour. I know you have a half an hour because fucking, if you have a half an hour where you can sit on the couch and just stare at a TV and I'm not about to go Tony Robbins, I don't care what you fucking do. Okay. But if you're, you're feeling a certain type of way that, uh, has a, a negative effect on your life, Try just a little bit of exercise. I've tried this. Uh, I'm, I'm going through it right now, and I've seen like a positive change in my mood. Uh, even my like libido, which is like a, a gay way of saying sex drive. Um, <laughs> and, and it's been an enormous change. So get out there, move around, be men, be men. I miss that shit, you know, and I got to. I got to fucking, I got to be like part of the solution, not the problem of being like, what are you, a faggot going to fucking gym and shit like that? No, 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 don't fucking listen to that. Don't listen to that. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to stop drinking forever? No, you don't got to fucking stop drinking forever. Just like pick and choose your battles. And I know it's very hard. It's very hard because I created a brand called Danger Cats, heavy metal, heavy women, heavy drinking, right? It can mean whatever you want. It's, it's, it's very, uh, it's intuitive art. What does heavy drinking mean? It could be a protein shake. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you, senior chat. But I'm just saying. You know, I needed to make some changes. I'd made those changes. Uh, not saying that I don't drink. I'll have a beer every now and then. Uh, and then I pick and choose my wars. You know, I'm not just I'm not just bombing Yemen for the sake of it. You know, I, I, I invade with a plan and an attack of like, all right, we're going back to Tabor. I'm going with the boys. I'm going out with the boys. We're going to hit the local oil men's, maybe the Royal for a f football Sunday. And then I'm going to get jacked up, loose on the juice, get a little loosey goosey with the fellas and enjoy myself. So that's all I'm saying. And, uh, you know, like I was mentioning prior of like putting my own roadblocks in front of me by the words that I choose to speak on a fucking public podcast like this, uh, that's just the, the road that I choose to go down. Uh, I refuse not to be real. I, 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 I want to be fucking just, you know, me. And sometimes this podcast sucks because I'm being too much of me. I'm being too real, right? You come on the show and you start talking fucking, oh, well, you got to listen to all the whiny fucking, oh, Uncle Hank, I wish you. And I take into consideration too much of that rather than just coming on here and speaking my fucking mind. And whether my mind is correct or not is up for debate. You know, we're all allowed to think how we want to. And I'm glad that uh, over the weekend at UFC, what was it? I can't remember what UFC it was. 297, I think. Who gives a shit? But uh, that reporter that was trying to dog Sean Strickland got a little bit more of it from, uh, I think it's the same guy. Either or, the Canadian media is such a fucking joke. And I'm glad that something like this has happened because now they've exposed themselves for the frauds that they are. You know? 
And we're going to roll the clip here. A journalist out in Toronto decided to come at uh, Dana White about Sean Strickland's comments. And then this is what he's met with. So we're going to have fun with this. Dana, I just want to go back. Um, you were talking about like, you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St- like Free speech. I control when... what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them what is your question i was asking that question i'll move on though yeah Uh, probably a good idea that's ridiculous to say i give somebody a leash free speech brother people can say whatever they want and they can believe whatever they want if and i don't think there's any we had we had we had two gay women who fought in the co-main event they sat on the stage with Sean Strickland. They could give a shit what Sean Strickland thinks or what he says or what his beliefs are, or what his opinions are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What do you got? I want to go back as well. Uh, a number of months ago, you spoke with a sports business journal about that you, you were. <laughs> Dana. Right out the gate. Go back. Um, you were right out of the like- gate. You obviously look at he's trembling over his words like he knows what's going to happen. Like he's going to get this clickbait horse shit out of Dana of like, like, what did you think was going to happen? This is a sport that's built around violence. Okay, and then to sit here and think that words are violent. This is the state of journalism in Canada. These are the people that are doing the reporting here. You know, Carleton University is pumping out these jackasses by the dozens. And then they're just released out into the wild and being like, everything is violent. Everything is violent. Words hurt. And, you know, and then and then you have like a full blown fucking patriotic American being like, it's called free speech, brother. And then like, oh, what do you mean free speech? You can't just say whatever you want. That's Canadians are so fucking passive, you know, when it comes to this. You have the privilege in this society that we live in to turn off whatever you don't want to listen to, right? And you don't have to run around and try and control everybody's thoughts, everybody's feelings. That's essentially what's happening with the Canadian media. It's like they're pushing this, they're slowly massaging it into you of... uh, this idea of self-censorship. And it's trickled down into the workforce with HR departments because, you know, you're not allowed to say this on site or that on site. Where prior to that, when your dad was coming up in the in the trades or the, you know, uh, you could even rewind this back to like the early 2000s, roughly around there is when things started to change, didn't they? When we started manufacturing these fake jobs so that way nepotism can take place inside the workforce. Oh, my daughter just graduated university university with some useless degree so we're going to make up a position inside the company so that way she can feel important that's the issue i find is that we make up all this horse shit to make dipshits like this guy feel important like he's getting to the nitty gritty you know the real the, we're really getting down to the fucking tooth and nail on this one of like yeah what sean strickland said was bad and i think you you give him too long of a leash and it's like i don't give him a leash at all i don't give a fuck show up and fight that's what this is it says ufc ultimate fighting championship not the ultimate faggot conference <laughs> you know what i mean like this is what drives me nuts with these guys is they come in with their little pencil and pad or i imagine just a recorder now and they don't They don't want to fucking report on what's happening around the sport. And I get it. They baited him into saying some wild shit. And then now it created controversy around the event because this is taking place in Toronto. And we take this very seriously. And then that jackass even said, I don't even know if it's the same reporter. I assume that it is because you can't go leaving there with your tail between the legs. You got to get one more shot in of being like, you guys are bad, you know? So what do you do? You go back you start running your trap about how, you know, you're, you're getting into dangerous territory. Dangerous territory. Do you know what these guys do? 
Have you watched the sport? Dangerous territory. The dangerous territory is two skilled fighters walking in and giving each other brain damage. And then you expect some intellectual response from somebody who suffered from CTE to sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Maybe I do agree with everything that you're trying to report on these days. Like, you're, you, what are we looking for here? You know what I mean? That's the, that's the state of Canadian media. They're all like this. Anybody who reports for a big organization has so many fucking stacks of paper that they have to abide. Oh, you can't do this. You can't report on that. That's why. And then they don't understand. This is the fucking thing that drives me mental. Again, another fucking point that drives me mental about them is they don't understand why their, their whole media conglomerate is failing before their eyes is because of situations like this. The regular day working person does not give a shit about the, well, we're getting into dangerous territories of speech. And it's like, listen, bitch, I can't afford my fucking cell phone bill because it's astronomically high in this country. So when it comes to dangerous territory of speech, I can barely speak to somebody on the phone because I can't afford it. So the last thing I give a fuck about is someone's goddamn feelings in a different part of the country that I don't even have a daily interaction with. Shut the fuck up, you know? And then they get us heated up. They get us roared up like I am right now. You know, like you're doing your job. You're, you're essentially, essentially, yes. In a roundabout way, the reporter is doing their job. They're creating emotion with the story and the questioning and all that. And they're doing it with me right now. And I recognize that, you know, I recognize that maybe this little dweeb out in Toronto, Ontario, or wherever the fuck he's from, probably from Ottawa, that little queer, but... You say some shit like that, and then and then somebody that has a true belief in freedom of speech and thought snuffs it right out, and you can hear it in their voice, which makes me laugh. Give a long leash to your fighters about you know what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone, and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like, is there? I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you a leash. I'm st- like free speech. Uh, 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 that's when you know you got them because it's. Uh, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for this response. I was preparing in my head that you were going to make an apology, and now I got these guys that you know don't give a shit about the Canadian way of life of being like passive when it comes to information and being like, oh, sorry, bud. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm sorry there, old buddy, old pal, old chap. And this is like, and now this is like, what what they're doing, I don't think they understand is creating the opposite of what they're trying to gun for. You're trying to create a world where we're caring more about thoughts and feelings and all this, where it's just done the complete opposite, where now we're disregarding thought and feeling and we're, I don't want to say digressing or uh, or going backwards in a sense because we're just tired of it. People are struggling to make ends meet when it comes to working, paying bills, keeping a roof over their heads. So when it comes down to thoughts and feelings, I think a lot of people are feeling anger. They're feeling angst. And you're creating this... Um, this sense of like a, a deep anger towards the establishment and those that are able to not only thrive off it, but live off of it. So when these guys, because we all know that the Canadian media is funded by the Canadian taxpayer or they're, well, it's primarily subsidized by the Canadian taxpayer, so we become angry at them because you're not reporting on the actual feelings that are taking place. You know, it's the anger, the angst, the, 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 the desperation of making ends meet when it comes to 
you know, work. It's finding a job, you know, it's finding a place to live that's affordable. It's putting the food on the table. So when it comes down to some horse shit like this and be like, you're getting into dangerous territory, dangerous territory. Wait till everybody's broke and crime is rampant in the streets. It's already starting to happen. You know what I mean? The immigrants are leaving because they can't afford it here. What does that tell you? And then they want to bring in droves of them. We're going to get this up to about 60 million in the next five years. How? People that live here, that reside here already are struggling. I can't imagine what will happen if you bring in another 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, whatever it is that you're stating. Control what people say? Going to tell people what to believe? Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah. I was asking that question. Yeah. And you didn't get the answer that you were thinking of, did you? You had a a preconceived notion in your head that Dana White was going to keel over and apologize to the fucking, oh, I'm sorry, bud, Canadian over there. And it didn't happen. All of a sudden, you got a full, you got somebody with a true belief of uh, freedom of speech now in front of you, which does not exist in the borders of Canada. And now, all of a sudden, your noodle is spinning. Oh no, how the tables have turned. Uh, Probably a good idea. That's ridiculous to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want and they can believe whatever they want. If, and I don't think there's any. If, we had we had we had two gay women who fought in the co-main event. They sat on the stage with Sean Strickland. They could give a shit what Sean Strickland thinks, or what he says, or what his beliefs are, or what his opinions are. You know what I mean? Go ahead. What do you got? I want to go back as well. Uh, a number of months ago, you spoke with a sports business journal about that. <laughs> What a G. What a dog. What a fucking dog. Good news, ladies and gents. We got good news. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news today. The court rules. Liberals use of emergency act was unjustified and unreasonable. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked the act in the wake of the trucker convoy protests in downtown Ottawa, February 2022. So here we are, two years later. You know, the Emergency Act inquiry was just like, it was political theater is all it was. You know, it didn't mean jack shit. There was nothing that was going to come about it. You knew right away from the questioning that was taking place and how they were chewing through time. And it just, it was something just to piss the people off. It was something, you know, in a time where we didn't have much entertainment going on. It was something to, you know, garner our attention and keep us focused on the task at hand. You know, something to, I guess, uh, discuss in the streets and divide us as uh, Canadians, you know. It is one of the most historical moments, I think, that has taken place on the grounds of Canada. Uh, People gathering of all races, all cultures, um, unified as one across the nation and in the uh, capital of this country to express their disdain for the current regime. And it was uh, truly inspirational, you know, that that many people came together despite of political leanings of, uh, you know, despite uh, religious backgrounds, color of skin. It didn't matter because if you watch the videos, the videos that people put out, not the fucking, uh, we're getting into dangerous territory. Those guys, Ottawa. Okay, here we go. The Liberal government's decision to invoke the Emergencies Act in response to the 2022 Freedom Convoy protests was unreasonable, unjustified, and violated the charter. The federal court has ruled. And uh, get out of here. I don't want to hear any of that shit. 
In a lengthy ruling published Tuesday, federal court justice uh, Richard Mosley found that though the Freedom Convoy protests in early 2022 were causing harm to Canada's economy, trade, and commerce, they did not rise to the level of threat to national security as defined as law. Mosley sided with civil liberty groups who argued the liberal, uh, liberal government went beyond its powers, violated the charter, charter, and was not justified in its historic invocation of the Emergencies Act in February 2022. I have concluded that the decision to issue the proclamation of the Emergencies Act does not bear the hallmarks of reasonable, uh, reasonableness reasonableness, justification, and transparency, and intelligibility, and was not justified. Wow. On the same day, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland said the government did not agree with Mosley's decision and promised to appeal it. Oh my God. Here's what she said. Here's the reaction from her. Uh, the public safety of Canadians was under threat. Our national security, which includes our national economic security, was under threat. She said, I was convinced at the time I was doing the right thing. It was the right thing to do. It was the necessary thing to do. See, this is how out of touch these jackasses are. They printed millions and millions and billions of dollars, handed it all out. We got, and, and then you, you say that it's a national it, it, the economic security of the nation was at threat. Meanwhile, people from <laughs> other countries were able to infiltrate and take Serb payments. They're still missing millions of dollars. And then on top of it, millions of dollars wasted on the ArriveCan app. And the list goes on and on and on. And here you have folks that you destroyed their livelihood from something that now looking back in the information that we're getting about this so-called deadly virus that swept the nation and killed millions of people and murdered families now just doesn't make any goddamn sense. We uh, talked about it on uh, the Patreon episode. Dr. Fauci even being like, we don't even know where the six-foot rule came from. We're not even sure. We just kind of went with it. You know, we wanted to keep people away from one another. We didn't need them talking, essentially, is what we didn't need. We didn't need these people yapping with one another, discussing all this horse shit, you know. We didn't need any of that. And pff, here we are. Here we fucking are. Two years later, damn near, that we now know what we knew then, the invocation of the Emergency Act was unjustified. Isn't that crazy? Even though it divided a nation, you know, I, I again, when it comes to these protests and whatnot, doesn't make sense, you know. Take the Freedom Convoy out of it. Take the Freedom... Would it make sense, you know, when people gathered in uh, Toronto, all these other places for the Black Lives Matter, would you unleash the police there? Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. These people gathered, they wanted their voice heard, no politician showed up for them until afterwards. No one gave a fuck about what Canadians were feeling. This was all a big giant economic scam and they know it and the cards are all falling. They, this straw house that they built around these bank, this, this, this bank fraud is all being exposed now in real time because now it's all over and done with and you get to, you get to go sift through all the shit, you know? At the time, did they think that they were going to, you know, snipe a mass amount of power? which they did, you know, they, they kept people locked down, scared. They weren't communicating. You, you, you cut off communication with people that you disagreed with. A lot of things took place. And now for this, like, it's just like, it's a, what's going to happen with this? Probably fuck all. You're not going to see Trudeau go to prison. You're not going to see Christia Freeland go to prison. 
They get away with this scot-free. It's just like, it's a feel-good story at the end of the day that you get to feel like, ah, maybe there was some justice that's being served in favor of the Canadian public. Whether or not you agree with the Freedom Convoy. I assume that most people that listen to this podcast um, were for something like the Freedom Convoy. But then when you, let's really think about this. Right now we're celebrating what? A paper win. A paper win. Nobody's going to jail over this. Nobody's going to, what? They're going to pay a fine? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It doesn't even state in here. You know, bank accounts were frozen. All sorts of shit. All sorts of shit. But what is going to happen? There's basically all this is, is like a, it's a political stunt in a way to pretty much divert your attention to the opposing party that didn't imp, uh, implement the, the emergencies act to want to vote for them. And then you get, you get that satisfaction as if like voting for the opposing party who wasn't there while you were struggling. It wasn't until after, you know, this is all political theater in the end of like to, you know, you, you can feel like you've, I don't know, garnered a win back into your column somewhat, uh, some way. This is almost like in a way is like a coach's challenge went your way. In a way, in, in a sense, you know, but what's going to happen to these politicians? Nothing. Nothing is going to happen. No one gives a shit. They're not going to be, you know, jailed. They're not going to have positions pulled out from underneath them. None of this. It's just, it's just something that you get the audacity of feeling somewhat good about. You know, I like these, uh, we're going to change gears here. You know, um, I think that the, from what I understand that this woman is trolling because she's got husband, baby, hashtag humor on it. And we'd like to take everything as a, like, you know, we like to take everything as, as it, it, it's, uh, it's literal. It's literal. And women just have this, uh, They have this way of getting under men's skin very well. And so this video was put on uh, TikTok and it's causing like dudes to be like, what the, what the fuck, you know? And I have a feeling that this, this woman is just trying to be funny. This guy's building a deck around the pool. They have an outdoor pool. And this gentleman is building a deck while his daughter's there. And then she records him doing this and, uh, and puts this funny, like, I don't know, like a condescending um, voiceover on it, which we're going to listen to. You're not going to believe this. The other day, my husband was looking at our two-year-old and he said, your nails are so short. They're always so short. And then he looked over at me and said, how come her nails don't grow? Does that mean she has like a vitamin deficiency? Keep in mind, she's two. And what this means is he has never cut or filed her nails in over two years. So I started thinking, wow, he doesn't know that I do that. I wonder if he knows how her butt gets clean. I wonder if he has any idea why her teeth are always white. There must be so many things he doesn't know or doesn't have to worry about. How amazing that must be. If I could change places with anyone in this world, I think it would be my husband. What a privileged man. <laughs> in his world, the mini trash cans empty themselves. His mirror never has toothpaste splashes on it. Little by little, his house becomes more aesthetically pleasing and he has no idea how or why. He doesn't have to worry about giving the children their vitamins. He lives in a world where he doesn't know that you have to vacuum under the cushions of a couch. Tag your husband if he's one of the elite and knows these things. Which is hilarious. It's a funny thing, right? But I would like to see men do that. You know, women have a lot of time in their day to 
make something like this, right? They got a lot of time in their day. Dudes, we're not... Never cut or file... You know, for us guys... What do we do in our spare time? You know, you can make fun of me. I'm a little TikTok loser like the rest of them. I'm trying to I'm trying to get popular. You know, I want brand deals. I want to I want to work for the devil himself, you know? I want to be in Hollywood making millions of dollars surrounded by hot everything that I listed prior in this episode, I wish I had. You know, am I wrong for that? Am I wrong? But then I I take my time and uh you know, when 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 things are slow and I, I get time to just sit there and think, the first thing that doesn't pop into my brain is being like, I should film my significant other doing some minuscule task or a task of any, not even minuscule, not a task. And then do a voiceover on the things that maybe she doesn't consider happens. You know, like, does the electric bill get paid on time? Does... There's little things like watering the lawn, mowing the grass, you know, these things. And this is what the comment section is filled because, you know, uh, men, men don't necessarily give a shit. Could you imagine the opposite though? I know that this is humor, but think of the opposite. And that's fun to think about. Imagine a man filmed, uh, and, and not that men didn't come to the comment section to defend this guy. I'm not saying that we, we, we gathered in droves to defend this gentleman from what, what this, this lady did to him and put him on blast on the internet like that. Now, keep in mind, I, I, I assume that this is just trolling. I assume because there's hashtag humor on it. So I, I, I am going to go out on a limb here and say that they have a pretty healthy relationship and uh, couples that can make jokes like this and trash one another like that and, and understand the joke and the trolling and all that are quite funny. They're fun to be around. This is like a model couple in, in the grand scheme of things, if you really think about it. But then, you know, to the idiots that just don't understand the internet and they fall for all the traps that it sets up in front of them, they just they're just looking to be angry, you know? And that's why maybe I have to do a video of just a woman looking off, sipping her coffee. I gotta, I gotta fire back. I gotta, I gotta be for the boys these days. You know, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm at that age now where, you know, it's over. It's over. I gotta, I gotta cash my chips. I gotta go full on misogynistic. And I just wanted the boys to hear this, Right. Because it probably does anger you, and you do probably have a wife that sits around all day and whines and bitches and complains, and you just got to sit there and take it. Which brings me to my next piece of the pod. You know, we love hate mail, right? Well, I wanted that. I wanted some anger and emotion in your fucking heads before we brought in the hate mail segment, because that's what we do at this show. We segue quite smoothly, don't we? And you can email me with your hate mail. And today we got something. Someone was finally smart enough to figure out the voice recording app on their phone and mail me in a voice recording so I don't have to read your spelling mistakes and improper grammar, no sentence structure. You know what I mean? I get the pleasure of just hearing the voice and the anger in that voice. And I like that a lot. So if you want to send me a voice recording for the show and we'll air it on here, that's a-okay with me. Uncle Hack at DangerCats.tv. You can email the show, subject line hate mail. We'll play your voice recording on the show. You get to hear your own voice on Tabor Alberta's number one podcast. Uncle Hack at DangerCats.tv. Hate mail as the subject and we'll get you on the show. Uh, but first, we're going to start with a um, your 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 classic, the classic hate mail. The fucking guys that write in, you know. What do we got for us today? Hey, Uncle Fucktard, what's with all the fucking communist shit the libtards are pushing? Like just handing out two thousand dollars a month to people for free. To pay their expenses. Soon no one's going to be working and the government will own us all like they don't. Also, fuck them and these gun rags. Uh, just makes me want to buy a bigger collection and stock up on ammo. 
you know? And what's with the dumb bitch Daniel Smith bringing back the fuel tax in Alberta as if the fuel price ain't high enough? Anyways, fuck them. Counties, see there, right there. Countries are, counties, what do you mean? The county or country, this is why you got to send it in as a voice note. Already in the dumps. Anyway, see in Slave Lake, you jolly old fuck. Finally coming to the real northern Alberta. Yeah, Slave Lake was a great show. We had a phenomenal time. I tell you what, having a 9 p.m. showtime start in a small town, whew, let's just say the boys were getting after it. They were nice and lubed up for a, for a good show. Okay, here we go. Hate mail, hate mail number two. You know, hate mail number two. Here you belly aching about the hate mail not coming in. Let's talk about these stupid brown fucks from India. Ooh, I don't give a fuck what God they pray for. Uh, all of them should fucking die. Oh, wow. Really, really, really getting deep into the hate today. That's an, that's amazing. I had one at work hollering dis, uh, decimation and he calls the Ministry of Labor trying to get me fired because I sent his lazy ass home for doing nothing. All these fucks have jobs, but are just trying to skate by for the paycheck. Fuck off. They come to Canada and they want to turn us into the country they're from. Take your shitty smelling food, retarded beliefs, and fucking statues and go the fuck home. If Canada was not such a fucking joke, we would blow the fucking boat up that you're leaving it. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at that, but it wasn't prepared for that. Oh, maybe just have a fucking annual purge. Let us Canadians depopulate the cunts. That would be a dream come true. Oh, that's beautiful. Get that hate out of your heart. Doesn't that feel better? Don't you feel better after that? It feels good, doesn't it? That's what I mean. You got to get that out of you. I can't have you guys walking around here. I hate like this. I can't have that. I can't have that. That's why I do this show. Hey, Uncle Hack, I got some hate mail for you. My buddies and I hit up the Danger Cat show last year in London, Ontario. And I must say, finally half finally some half-decent comedy. Thank you. Half-decent. I'll take that. That's a passing grade. Uh, recently hit up a Yuck Yuck show. And my God, what a bunch of sad excuses for comedians. Oh, there was a nothing but a bunch of shitty knock-knock jokes and some libtard pussy-ass comedy. The headliner, he put in quotations, Pete Johansson, could only talk about bears and not being able to please his wife for a half an hour. Not to mention the dipshit tried to kick us out for a wee bit of heckling. Our whole section was pissed with his lack of crowd work and his dog-shit comedy. I hope that fucktard hears this and gives up his comedy dream and goes back to work at Tim Hortons. <laughs> Keep up the great work, you three queers, and come back to London. Cheers. Uh, we will be in Niagara Falls. Wow. You want some hate mail? Here it is. Here we go. Our uh, f voice recording. This is fun. This is fun. For the second time ever on the Uncle Hack Show, somebody has went to the extent of sending in some voice voicemail. We'll call it voicemail. What are we talking here? Recorded his true. Let's hear the anger. Let's hear the angst. You want some hate mail? Here it is. My cunt of an old lady. Nice. Yeah. He said, what? Is everybody doing therapy? Yeah, we are. And guess what? She's still a cunt. Um... She's always right. I'm always wrong. We go to the therapist. The therapist fucking at me. Oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. And there's, she's never got to do anything. Fuck that bitch. Anyway, there's your hate mail. Oh, that's beautiful. You hear that in his voice? You hear that in his voice? You got it out. See, this is true therapy. You want to sit there with somebody that you're paying $300 an hour just to rant and rave and not be listened to? You come here, you come to the Uncle Hack podcast, and you let that shit out. You let that shit out. That probably felt good to yell, yell, scream, do whatever you need to do to get that out. And guess what it's going to cost you? Zero dollars. You just send it into the show. You just send it into the show. We listen to you. Well, 
I'm spitting like a motherfucker today. And we get the excitement of knowing that men are releasing that inner anger. And that's the joy of this show. And we thank you for listening to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. Please head on over to the, you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash dangercat69. We truly appreciate it. Extra episode there every week. Um, yeah, for the cost of a beer a month, you can support a dog shit comedian who's just trying to make this uh, a dream come true, I guess. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uncle Hack Podcast. We appreciate you. Patreon.com slash DangerCat69. Fall off your wallet. Help a brother out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Anyways, uh, stay golden out there, folks. <laughs>